everyone, welcome right. to another edition of C10 Money Podcast. Welcome Here we are. Here we are. And I just finished up a two-day, 48-hour whirlwind meeting with um, our head of marketing. And really, he's expanding out to a lot of other, doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a guy named Dylan on our team who <clears throat> has been working for us for about a year. First guy. First guy on the team. First really. guy. I mean, I guess way back in the day, you had uh, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was like your well, first go, assistant, yeah. Or, yeah. but that's been so long. It's editor. editor. Yeah, first guy in a while, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and our business model has changed so much over the years, but right. but anyway, all I have to say, Dylan and I had a forty-eight hour um, whirlwind planning meeting, really just kind of. Uh, praying, getting direction from God, where seed time is supposed to go this year, what we're supposed to focus on, mm-hmm. um, and all these different things. And, and it was a really, really great planning meeting. You were in it for some of it, but some really good things came out of it. Uh, yeah. And one of them we want to highlight today and just kind of share with you mm-hmm. one of the cool things that kind of was unpacked out of it. And one of the things that I will just admit that it's really, really hard as a brand is um, is getting really clear on your messaging and getting clear on what it is you're actually doing, why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, all these different things. And uh, so anyway, so this kind of clarifies some of that for us, I think. Yeah, I think it was exciting because for us, it's been like the last, I mean, our entire marriage, so 18 years of all these all these things that the Lord has taught us and the things that have been put on our heart at different times. And so I, it's like an ever-growing thing, an ever-evolving. Yeah. And, and I think that's why it's hard to just be like, oh, yeah, the sum of it is, you know. Well, I've had multiple people come to me now and say, after reading our book, mm. say, you set, you put words to a lot of things that I was thinking and feeling and felt mm. like I, you know, but you put words to it. And that's what so much of this is. Um, and so what we're going to read you just in a minute here is something that was just that. It's like these are all things that we've been thinking and feeling and experiencing Same all and, yeah. for <laughs> a, over a decade. But we finally kind of rolled it up into something that um, you know, cl- communicates it a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think so. so. So yeah, do you want to read it or do you so, want me well, to? you read it. We okay. just had a team meeting um, with our whole team mm-hmm. and um, read over this. And uh, yeah, I think it's just clarifying for what that is. Um, greetings to all of you hanging out with us live right yes. now. Uh, so okay. every Thursday at 1 here. p.m. Central, um, we go live. And I'm glad you guys are all here. Go live on YouTube. So maybe, I, and what's fun about live is you don't know what's going to happen. And that's what makes it more fun. One time, Bob did a whole podcast in a robot voice. True statement. And he didn't know it. But uh, they, all of you who listened to the podcast, the, the recorded yeah. podcast, you never heard that. You never heard it because Bob was like, heck no, we're doing that. It was only that. the ones who were there live who got to hear that. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> that's what you get when you come live. That's you get some of those get. bonus, like, um, you know how they have like the pennies where they're like mistakes you know what I mean? Oh. Do you know about this? Like in coin collecting, the mistakes yeah. are often the, the most more valuable ex- ones. Most valuable ones, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, why don't you go ahead and read this? Okay. And this is what I what I will call this at this point is kind of our credo 
uh, maybe. Um, I don't know if it's fully a mission statement, but it's like this is why we exist. This mm-hmm. is um, what seed time is all about. I'll just say it that way. Yeah. Okay. So it says, when all Christians invite God into their finances and he answers our prayers, here's the byproduct, more ministries are funded, more God-honoring businesses are started, more families are healthy and whole, more jobs are created, Christians influence the entire culture, more peace is in every household, neighborhood, city, and nation, more unity is in our marriages, God gets more say over where our dollars are used, and God leads our generation to unprecedented generosity. The whole community is blessed. Every need is met. We act more like the people who saw Jesus face to face. We have to turn people away from giving because there's no more need. The church lives like it's supposed to live. No one is dependent on earthly kingdoms, but living for the heavenly kingdom. There are no orphans and no widows in want. Our eyes are open to the needs of those around us. Christians will be the most generous faith group with no runners up. Our hearts are filled with God's love and the world will know that we are his. I love that. So that is why we exist. That is um, our goal, our reason for existing Mm -hmm. and what we are going to spend the next three or four decades, however long the Lord... Or five or six. However long yeah. he leads, <laughs> leaves us on the earth and gives us the capacity to work, like that's what we're going to be fighting for. And mm-hmm. one of the interesting things mentioned no, in it, here... No, it will be for the rest of our lives, because even if we don't, we aren't, you know, actively working, we will be working in the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. Fighting we'll in be the praying for this, this to the day we die. Yeah. Uh, but one of the things here that I want to highlight, because um, so as Dylan and I were talking... Uh, one of the things that he mentioned is that Christians as a religious group are not the most generous. I think he said Jehovah's Witness or something like we're at the top of the list and a couple other ones. And um, and we were just kind of expanding out like, um, what Why? does it look like? Well, yeah, but like specifically, what does it look like for the big goals that we have an organization uh, to reach? Um, you know, what if those goals are achieved, what happens in towns and communities and all this stuff and trying to figure all this out. And one of the things that came out of that was, you know, if we're able to make the impact um, across the body of Christ and really change the way people see money, the way they operate with money, um, the byproduct of that is that Christianity as a whole is going to increase the percentage that they give. Mm. Like that's the byproduct. And, and ultimately what that means is that they're no longer going to be third or fourth place on the most generous um, religion or religious mm-hmm. groups. And that's something that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, in a big, uh, I don't know, powerful thing that can change there. And the other thing that we mentioned as well is um, we uh, we might have talked about this before, but we had, uh, what's the organization came when we were at church at one time? Um, kids. America's kids belong. America's kids belong. Anyway, mm-hmm. they came and in Tennessee. They said, so they came kind of talking about adoption and foster care stuff. And they came and said in Tennessee, uh, the number of churches that exist and the number of kids in the foster care system are actually really close. And so if, uh, every church, just one family in every church, um, basically adopted fostered. or fostered, mm-hmm. uh, someone in the foster care system, 
the foster care system would be empty. And which that's you know, such a part part of the foster care system is a period of um, placement for a child in order to be reunited with their parents. So there's part part of it is that, but there is no place for these kids to go. Some of them are like sleeping in the DCS offices because there's nowhere for them to go. Yeah. So that is a reality that I think most people aren't aware of unless you know. You don't know unless you know, you know? Yeah, and kind of pulling this you back know? to what we're talking about here is asking this question of how do we help clean out the foster care system. And, and really, like back to what we we're just saying here, I think it's a byproduct of all of this. Mm -hmm. The byproduct of uh, a much larger percentage of the body of Christ inviting God into their finances, allowing God to invade their financial life, their financial decisions. Like what happens then, the byproduct is we have some, because some of those people in the churches, so we have average church, um, about 100 people in America, and to get one family Who's thinking, the average church in America has about 100 people. Yeah. Okay, you said that yeah. kind of backwards. And so inevitably in every church, there's probably at least a couple families who are thinking about that, considering that, but are like, I don't know if I can handle the financial mm. obligations or ramifications of that or whatever, especially with inflation and everything else going on. Like, can I handle another mouth to feed, all that stuff? And this is what solves that problem, mm -hmm. okay? So not only for that family, but also for other families in that church, who get their finances changed and have a radical life change financially to where now they're like, maybe I can sponsor this family. Yeah. And maybe I can provide yeah. the funds needed for them to do it, even though I can't foster for whatever reason. Right. Well, and even you know in saying? private adoptions, it can yeah. work this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so we're just really excited, just kind of seeing the potential uh, of really what is a God-sized dream and vision for what the future could look like mm -hmm. and what... Um, I don't know. Well, and I think we should add that there are probably a lot more things that we could add to this list. Yeah. You know, I, we, yeah, this is our first stab. This at is our kind first stab at it. I heard it for the first time an hour ago. Uh, and you know, I, I really love, I mean, I love what's already on the list, just, but I, I know that it's not limited to this, but you know, one of the other ones that I think I want to just call out is uh, that Christians influence the entire culture. That mm. was one of them. And I love that. I love that idea because right now we are not seeing Christians uh, influence the culture. Not enough, that's for not sure. A, not enough, yes. We are seeing a lot of other things influence the culture. And we see what is going on in the world. Like there's just, it's not great. It's not great. And I think people are at an all-time level of miserable because, you know, because of a lot of different things. And I think the the main factor is that Jesus is not at the center of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we have people, you know, we have bullies in schools, like impacting, you know, kids, children who are wanting to take their own lives because they can't handle what is... <laughs> What's going on because the the kids that they're around are, well, yeah, just them being out in the world is impacting them so much instead of Jesus being the main influence here. Yeah. And that's just one example. But, um, you know, I yeah, and even in our own story, 
I think one one of the things that gets me caught off guard the most is the oh man that person has that I'd really like it. That's that's one of the things that I struggle with the most. Personally, is wanting more. Sure, yeah. And so that's like, yeah, just and keeping up with the Joneses, right? Is that keeping about? up with the Joneses, sure. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better at this. But I feel like the Lord has brought me far in this, I should say. Um, and a part of it is the, you know, just the discipline of telling yourself no and the discipline of remaining focused yeah. on God. But, you know, Instagram, I look at Instagram a lot. And it, I there's a couple of people in particular where I'm like, well, they're... They just bought a new house and they're completely renovating it and getting all new furniture and it's perfectly decorated, perfectly curated. And by the way, they always have new clothes and their kids always have new clothes and their none of their kids' clothes have holes in them and everything's organized and everything is, you know, that How much thing. work, just as a side note, how much work is it to keep your kids' clothes without any stains or holes? <laughs> Maybe it's just our kids. But it's not. It, it isn't that much work. It's just you have to buy new clothes for them every single day of their lives. <laughs> yeah. If you're constantly buying new things, or if people are constantly giving you things for them, you know it can yeah. work different ways. But I remember one time I went to Bob. This was just a couple of years ago, and I was like, uh, "We have a screened-in porch," and I was looking at our screened-in porch, and I was like, "We have this beautiful area in our home, and we have no furniture in it." And I was like, we did. why we is it? We have furniture now. Well, we, yeah, we have yeah. furniture now. But I said to Bob, I was like, why is it that this person and this person and this person can just buy furniture when they feel like it? They they have furniture in there and they're like, I just wanted something new and they just buy new furniture. And I really was like, why is this happening? And he said, they don't give their age as a percentage. That's what we do. They don't do that. And I was like, oh, like it all of a sudden dawned on me, like we put the emphasis on something else that is more important to us. And that is why that's not the important thing to us. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to call anybody out for any specific reason. But the point is like the, we the point is have that made a decision. Their focus is in a different spot than yeah. mine is. Yeah. And there's actually nothing wrong with that. And we all, everyone spends their money according to their values. Right. And so that happens to be something that we value really highly. And therefore, that's how we orient our money and how it gets spent. Right. And I'm watching this, you know, just the counterpoint of that real quick. I'm watching this show. It's on the Magnolia Network, which we'll talk about more in a minute. But it's called uh, The Established Home. And it's by Jean Stouffer, and it's got, like, her whole family is basically in this thing. And Jean Stouffer is a uh, designer. She started by designing kitchens or something. And I've been watching this, and she's doing all these home renovations, and it's really fun to watch. But what's striking me about this, I was watching it, and her kids have all these beautiful homes. And I'm like, they've put their money into these homes. But... This is a Christian family, and there is something about the way they're doing it that is an extension of who they are, and almost in a way that the way they live their life is bringing God glory, and it's not that they have to have things a certain way in order to be happy. Yeah, It is because they are designers, and this is what God has called them to do, that of course that is a natural extension of who they are. And so... Like you have the thing of where if I were doing that, I'd be putting my money where it didn't belong. Yeah. Does that make sense? But yeah. because they're doing it in a way that is God glorifying and it is what they're called to be and who they are, 
then it, it glorifies God that way. And it's very interesting to see that uh, it doesn't really matter how we, it matters how we spend our money in that if it is not where God is having us put it, then it's in the wrong spot. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. literally it. If if we're not doing it the way God wants us to, that's the, the big problem. Yeah. And so... I mean, I'm really excited about that because there's no wrong answers. And I, yeah, and I, I like that idea. Yeah. That there's, there's, we're, we're following this world of like, if, if your neighbor just got a new car, then you really need to one up them and get the, the get better gotta beat car. Em. Gotta beat them. <laughs> but instead thinking about this idea of Christians influencing the culture, that what that really does is it breaks that uh, normal Mm-hmm. The, the the world has told us is normal, and it helps us to run our own race with yeah. perseverance. Yeah. Uh, and I, I also love looking at Chip and Joanna Gaines. I want to say hi real quick to Sarah and Jill. Thanks hi. for hanging hi, out, guys. Hi, Sarah and Jill. Um, Sarah knows what we're talking about with the kids' clothes. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> all right, so you want to talk about Chip and Joanna. Chip and Joanna. In regards to all this. And, yeah, and talking about them influencing the culture. Man, like, they have done such a good job of that. I mean, it's so exciting. Such a beautiful example because of Because they started out as a home decorating show. You know what I mean? It, it's like, yeah, it's interesting what they're doing, but there's a bunch of shows like that. There's Property Brothers. There's, you know, oh. they, they, they were on that, that Discovery Channel, you know, was it Discovery? Oh, TLC, whatever. I don't know what channel it was, but it was like they were just doing something that other people had already done, except for they had God in their yeah. corner and they were doing their work heartily as unto the Lord. Operating in their gifts. Yes. Being their true and authentic selves. Yeah. And you watched combination. it just like sweep the nation so much so that they started expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. If you go to Waco, you're going to see their stuff. It's all over the place. Uh, And that town has been really blessed. A town that previously had been kind of not spoken of well. The way the wackos in Waco, you know, they've changed the culture there where people, it's a, it's a uh, travel destination now. Yeah. Instead of it being one of those places where people are like, ooh, never want to go there. Yeah. That'd be crazy right? to look back at the numbers, like just on tourism oh my in gosh. Waco and how it's changed. And Because literally, know. I thought it was a town full of just the cult members. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. No, I know. And now we have visited there, what, two or three times? Yeah. Like, it's pretty crazy. Which, so there's that. And then there's, um, they they have a magazine and now they have their own network. So they are able to, you know, create create their own shows on there, but then also handpick other Christians who this this other show, this uh the established home, it's really great. It's like I'm watching a Christian live life. Yeah. Like she I, I told you, I'm like, this is so interesting to watch because she's not a show-off, but she's doing really great work that you've seen all over Pinterest and Instagram, like really, really high end, wonderful work that is getting recognized by everybody. 
but she's like living this simple and quiet life. And I, I just, I think that's exciting. I'm like, this, she's just living out the Bible. She's, we're just getting to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is redefining the culture, not just that show, but then this network where the Chip and Joanna can cherry pick who goes on there to influence the culture. I love that idea. Yeah, it's beautiful. And it's just by them running their own race. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited about this. And I'm, I yeah, I think we wanted to share this as a um, encouragement, help you well, better understand why we think that managing your finances is so important is not so that you can copy us or Chip and Joanna, but so that you can influence the culture around you yeah, just I mean, by doing what God has for you to do. And I remember I mean, it's exciting. years ago talking to a guy who's also in the personal finance space, who's not a Christian, and he kind of came up to me and he's like, um, I don't know how the conversation went exactly, but it was something to the effect of, hey, that's really cool that you found your unique angle on personal finance. Like, that's a great marketing strategy. Thanks. Um, <laughs> like, that's what it was. It was like, that's a great marketing strategy, Like, but we both know there's no difference between what you're talking about and what I'm talking about. And I'm like, uh, there's actually a major difference. Mm-hmm. Like, our, our faith like radically changes yeah. how we think about personal finance and money management. And, you know, and at the same time, everything we just said here, when we do that and when yeah. we actually operate in that and God flows through our lives and through our finances, the world is changed mm-hmm. in a way that people would never be able to believe or imagine. And the sad thing to me is that I think a lot of Christians actually think like he did, where it's like, yeah. this just doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. this is not spiritual. This is not significant. This is just whatever. It's just money. It's like it's just whatever, money. a bar of soap. Like, it's just... Right. It's, and and it's just it could not be further from the truth, and uh, and anyway, so we just wanted to share this to add a little bit of clarity to um, our mission, why we exist, yeah. and what we desire to see for the world, um, and yeah. for you, yeah, and for your life, and mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and everyone that you represent, everyone that you your life is going to affect. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, and I I should interject really fast that I feel like we talked about. Uh, Influencing the entire culture in a way that was that is a, that is on a grand scale, and the fact is, the simple truth is that that is not everyone's calling. Yeah, and I don't think that we should be seeking that out. But if you are called to be an intercessor at the church after you retire, you want to be in the position where you can just sit there and pray all day long. You know what and I mean? And you don't like, have to work till you're 85 years old. Yeah. And therefore not be able to do that thing that God not called you to do to is to be an intercessor be in, in retirement. Be in the prayer closet. Yeah, all the you time. Know? Like there's a hundred different examples of what that which can look like where is, money plays into it. Yeah, which is probably the thing that influences the culture more than anything else. I just want to, yeah. yeah. I want to make that really clear that I'm not saying everyone needs to be doing. I just wanted the counterpoint yeah. of... You have to give all your money away or and you can't spend any money on yourself. I, I wanted it to be in context of we're seeing how we all have different roles to play. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all right, y'all. Anyway. That's what we had to share today. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, if you have any prayer requests, send them over to us mm-hmm. in uh, Instagram at Seed Time, and we would love to pray with you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't left a review for the show, we Please would appreciate do. it. Uh, it's super helpful for us, and we love you. Have a great day. Yep. See ya. See ya. So if you liked this episode or just our podcast in general and you want to hang out with us more, what about for six weeks in a row with your small group or church? Yeah, we'd love that. That sounds fun to us. Uh-huh. So if that is interesting to you, just head over to seedtime.com slash true and to get all the details of how we can do that and how we can serve your small group, serve your church, or also just send us a message on Instagram at seedtime or send me an email, bob at seedtime, and we can chat. 